Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur live video and audio podcast. Subject of this one, probably a greatly debated in your own mind thing if you have a business of any type, is when should you pay yourself? How much should you pay yourself? How much can you pay yourself from your business, especially if it's a startup maybe in its first three years? So we're going to go deep into that. Before I do, I'm going to start playing a bit on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast and doing the video versions only to certain communities that I run. So this video version is especially for you in the Unlimited Success community. No one else will be seeing this, so make sure sure you have a watch. Sorry about the size of the beard. All right then, let's go. So when should you pay yourself from your business? Now, a business is not a real business if it's not paying you. That's a fact. Because for it to be a real business, it would need to have real value. For it to have a real value, someone would have to perceive that it's worth paying for. For you to be able to sell your business, it's got to have some value. And no one, this is, this is quite counterintuitive actually for most people, they don't think about this, but no one's actually going to value the business as high as you would if you're not being paid in it. Because whilst it might look like it has lower overhead because you're not being paid or being paid as much as maybe a big high-flying CEO would be, if someone bought your business and then you were removed, they'd have to replace you. And to replace you, there'd be recruitment fees. And let's say your business is quite a few years old and, you know, it's got good value. You know, they may need to pay a two or £300,000 salary. I don't know, who knows? A big salary, 15% of that in a recruitment fee. It might take two or three hires. So they may have to pay three hundred grand in the first year to replace you. And if you're paying yourself seventy grand, or you're only just keeping your overheads of your, you know, your family and your life going because you want to keep the costs in the business down then that's a false picture. So I understand, let's go back to the start. I understand that when you start your business, you don't want to stress the overhead. So what a lot of people do is they don't pay themselves, but they pay all the other suppliers. They pay other people they don't need. They pay for services they don't need. They spend money because they think they're investing in the business, but they don't pay their own way. And then in the end, they build resentment towards the business from themselves. They do the opposite of what everyone who's got a lot of money will tell you, which is they pay themselves last instead of paying themselves first. And then when you pay yourself last, there's nothing left. Like if you had a fridge full of food and 18 kids and you let them all go into the fridge first, there'd be nothing left in the fridge. So as it is with money, if you let everybody else take all of your money first, all of the money from the company, you know, the direct debits, the overheads, the suppliers, creditors, everyone else, there's never going to be anything left. Now, before I give you some sort of strategies and guidance on this, there's something that every human being has, that every human being, it's latent within them and none of us are using it to our full extent or capability. And it only comes alive when our backs are against the wall. And that is resourcefulness. Like, you would amaze yourself at what you could do financially, emotionally, just in terms of results, survival, if you know, your back was against the wall and it was make or break and you had to do this or you would lose out big. And what you generally find 
with people is they get to a point of financial despair where it's make or break. What do they call it? Or bust. I'm not allowed to swear because there's often a lot of children watching this podcast. So when it gets to that point where it's like, well, you've got nothing to lose. And if you don't do anything now, then often people really do very well because they get resourceful. You know, they don't have money. They don't have a lot of resources, so they have to leverage the resources they can. They try a bit harder. They work a bit longer. They, you know, they call up all of their friends. They don't take no for an answer. That you know, they keep persisting. They find the money eventually. Uh, they get people to offer services in exchange for services instead of being able to uh, have money to pay them, etc. So you are highly resourceful. And when you're not paying yourself in your business, or you're not paying yourself enough in your business, that resourcefulness is latent, and you can't express it. So pay yourself first, pay yourself a fair wage, you know, a going rate. You don't have to pay yourself huge amounts of money because obviously you're probably scared of paying yourself too much money so that, you know, you put too much overhead on the business. You maybe feel guilty that you're being greedy or that maybe it's a bit easy to get this amount of money. So you're always underpaying yourself. At least pay yourself the going rate. Pay it on the first of the month before all the other money goes out And then you'll juggle, you'll get resourceful in the end, before the end of the month. Like, imagine that you paid yourself an extra five grand a month. And imagine that your widget was £1,000 profit. You know you only have to sell five more widgets in the normal in the next 29 days to pay yourself. And you will do that and get resourceful when you pay yourself first. Because whilst I'm not saying you want to ram the overhead up, the great thing about having an overhead of sorts is it drives the turnover and the revenue up. That's why it's often good to get out of your own house and get a little office and put a little bit on the overhead, not to stress the, you know, the costs, because you know, that's a bad thing, but just a little bit of gentle pressure on the overhead to get you up a bit earlier, to make a few more sales calls, to do a few more posts, a little bit more marketing, etc. So let's say you've started a business and it really didn't take much money at all. Well, the best thing to do is rather than wait one or three years to pay yourself a crap salary, pay yourself something now, even if it's really small, even if it's a hundred quid a month on direct debit, you know, it's a hundred quid salary. In month one, you bring some money in, you pay yourself a hundred quid or work a percentage of it. Pay yourself 1% of your turnover, 5% if it's a quite a small business, but have a rule and pay yourself something. It could be 50 quid in month one, put it up to 100 quid in month two, put it up to 200 quid in month three, etc. I don't need to list that out and waste your time, but, but the thing is, just edge it up really slowly because then the overhead doesn't really notice it and you might only need one more sale or one more cost reduction to, you know, to have yourself paid. And then before you know it, you're creeping up to a fair salary And the business doesn't notice it and it's not stressed. And in fact, it's probably turning over more money because that pushed it up to do so. So let's have a little summary. I've written a post about this. So let me just read the post and then let's see if there's anything else that we can get out of this and if there's anything you want to ask me live. So morning, Gary, morning, Julian, etc. If there's anything you want to ask me while I'm going. So when should you pay yourself from your business? Your business isn't a real business if it doesn't or can't afford to pay you. The overhead isn't real. It should be higher. Actually, let me just talk about this bit. Yeah, so when you're not paying yourself in your business, it's a false overhead. It is less than it should be. If you left, no one would come in and do the work you did for free, so why should you? That's another good point. If you left this business or sold it, no one's going to come in and replace you and do that for free. You'd have to be replaced at a fair salary. 
So many business owners don't pay themselves for years thinking or trying to keep the cost down. They wear not paying themselves like a badge of honour. Now, there's definitely something in this. It's like, I haven't paid myself for years in the business, you know, like they're doing the business some act of service, like they're doing the world some act of charity, when in fact they can't afford to do anything with their family and they're frustrated and resentful and that anger and that angst, the outlet is into the customers and into the market. And then all that happens is this self-fulfilling prophecy of no business because, you know, no one wants to buy from someone who's bitter. So wear like a badge of honour, a big salary and great value and great contribution. Here's the thing, if you pay yourself fairly for what you do, you'll do more of it. So you'll build this virtual cycle of giving more value. Like if you pay yourself too much, you feel guilty. If you feel guilty, what you'll do as a result is you'll go and give better service and value and look after your clients and your customer service will be better. And maybe you'll, I don't know, reduce your prices a bit or add bonuses on, you know, you will iterate your product so that it's even better. So I'm not saying pay yourself loads so you feel guilty to do that, but that's just the other side of the equation. All right then, no one would buy a business or they would offer a much lower price if the valuation didn't include fair salaries and dividends or drawings for the owners. If you were a place which you would likely be at some point after a sale, high level executive people on big salaries with big recruitment fees would have to be brought in. They'd have to be trained and onboarded at a fair expense. That's a good point to replace you. Someone else has probably got to be trained for three or four years. You might have five, 10 years experience in your business. There's the onboarding process. There's the hired someone, fired someone, hired someone, they left, hired someone, they worked out. So it might be another three hires before you're properly replaced and there's all the fees and costs in that. Remember, to pay yourself a fair salary, you're honouring everything you've done in your life that you've learned about the business that you're in and you run. So if you're underpaying yourself, you're not valuing the 30, 40 years experience in learning and going to college and university and MBA and BSc and MSc and all these other things that you've done and you know the work experience and the going from job to job to job to get to where you are now. Now okay if you're starting out and you're completely new in a new niche, fair enough. Learn before you earn. But most people are underpaying themselves because they're forgetting to value and honour everything that they've done to bring them to this point. So if you want a real business and you want real money, start paying yourself first, fast and now. You are worthy, it is fair, And um, because I've taken this little section that I've just read here for you and interrupted myself on a lot from my new book, Money, I refer back to other beliefs around money. So this belief can have have links to other beliefs, such as you don't deserve wealth, you don't deserve money, or that uh, money is only made at the expense of others. So have a little look back about, first off, look at how much you're paying yourself. If you want to look at if it's fair or not, look at what equivalent people in equivalent businesses for the equivalent time or equivalent roles are paid. So then it'll be clear if it's fair and average or lower or higher. Once you've done that and you work out, certainly for most small business owners, I would argue that most of them don't pay themselves enough. Obviously, there are a percentage that pay themselves too much. So you just want to check that balance. Then examine your beliefs in what's brought you to pay yourself how much you're paying. Do you believe it's difficult to get more business? Do you believe people will judge you? Do you feel guilty? Is there something in your past that you've been holding on to that is devaluing yourself. You know, do you pay other people in your company more? Because there's, again, some limiting beliefs around that should be a good thing. I'm not saying you should, by definition, be the highest paid person in your organisation. But payment should be on value, not time. And that's really important. So some people, you know, only think that they should pay themselves a fair amount of money if they do 75 hours a week. 
But you can do 75 hours on absolute nonsense and not make any money, or you can do five or 10 hours in high income generating tasks that move the needle the most to your business in sales or marketing or vision or strategy or selling the business or getting a great JV partner, whatever. So again, are you valuing it on time rather than valuing it on value? Now I've got a few JV partners, you know, enough to keep me busy, hopefully not too many to spread myself too thin. And two JV partners I've got uh, probably earn about 40% more than I do in the partnership. Now, when it started, I earned the same or more because I brought progressive, you know, I brought assets to the party. And, you know, like, for example, when we built our lettings business, you know, we bought, I think it was at the time, four, 500, I forget, Wayne will know how many properties we brought to the party. So it was fair that we were remunerated. We weren't remunerated on time because I don't put a lot of time into that business. We were remunerated on value. But as time has gone on and that, that business, the lettings business has grown and sourced properties outside of mine and Mark's portfolio and Wayne works more in that business than I do and creates more value, then he gets paid more. So we might have a third share as, as third business partners, but he gets a, a higher salary and he probably gets 40 or 50% more than me. And I'm totally happy with that. And I hope that that continues, that he gets more and more if he offers more value. All right. So uh, Julian said, I'll work out what I want and then work out how I can pay for that, which motivates me to work towards that goal. So that's a great thing to do. You know, if, if you're still on the phones or, you know, you're still selling in your business, work out how much you want to earn that month. Work out the, how that will work as a, a net profit margin. Work out the turnover, i.e. the gross profit and then the uh, top line revenue that you need to work back. Work out how many calls you need to make and therefore how many conversions you need to make as a percentage of those calls to hit that figure, then go do it, and then you'll get paid that amount of money. So yeah, reverse engineer the calculation. All right, so I hope you found that useful on when should you pay yourself and how much should you pay yourself. If you're a bigger business and you know, you're maybe turning over millions of pounds or you, know, you can pay yourself a lot of money, I would, con- I would urge you to continue to pay yourself, but have a measure on it. So. The way Mark and I have a measure is we look to invest about 50%, maybe 60% of our net profit back into the business in terms of marketing spend and, you know, maybe in maintaining the building and developing new staff and, you know, sharing money with the staff, paying for, you know, training for them to do onboarding, etc. And then we would look at about 40% that we would pay ourselves. Now, we'd pay ourselves a salary in the early days, but we'd kind of have a bit of guilt about taking big lumps of dividends, even though the profit was there. And, you know, we, had the, we got to the point maybe, let's say five years ago, where we were turning in the low millions and we would have maybe in the high hundreds of thousands of retained profit, but we wouldn't take it. And we'd just, it'd just sit there. And um, it's kind of a bit, because interest rates are low, so low especially, it's kind of a false economy to have all this capital sat there. So what I said to Mark was, why don't we create a little system whereby as and when we make it, let's leave 60% of the net profit, you know, that's drawable in for reinvestment. And let's draw 40% ourselves, which is, you know, we halve that. And that's what we started to do. And instead of waiting a year and it being a massive lump, because if you wait a year and you pay yourself six times your salary in a dividend, there may be a bit of guilt to do that. So what you do is you draw it monthly or weekly or as you do the, the, the revenue. So we'll bring in the revenue you know, we'll wait for any payment plans to finish or any sort of, you know, terms of calling off periods or what to finish. And so we know that the money's there and it's not going to be going out. And then once a week, we'll draw it. 
So what we're doing is lots of little drops of money, which we know will never go over 40% of our net profit. So we've still got money to invest. And, and, and that's a really powerful thing because it's like, yes, big lumps of money are good, but it's, 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 I think it's more reinforcing to go out there and grow your business to see regular lumps of capital coming in over and above your salaries. And really what that's just for, it forces us to do regularly is to look at our business, look to grow it, which gives this virtuous cycle of paying you more money. All right, so thanks for that comment, Julian, um, which uh, Wahida said, what I see time after time in my industry, clients earning good money from business more than they ever did. They have bad personal spending habits, which in turn are always running at the... And then there's a dot, 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 so all the rest of it doesn't answer. By the way, when you make comments or questions in the video, just make them quite short so I can see them all. But yeah, you know, there is a side to this, which is people will overdo this, you know, by drawing too much money or drawing future profits and using the business to fund their bad personal spending addictions and habits. So that is important to say, and it is important to somehow manage that addiction, maybe reducing your overheads, maybe having someone help manage your money, maybe limiting the amount of money you pay yourself from your business. You don't want to, um, you know, you want to collect the acorns off the tree. You don't want to cut down the oak tree. So thanks, Waheed, for your comment there. This has been Rob Moore, the Disruptive Entrepreneur. Thanks for tuning in. I've got some news for you. I just want to always keep you in the loop with what's coming soon. So I have interviewed Michael Gerber. So many of you have messaged me saying, um, when's this Michael Gerber interview coming out? He's such a busy man. He's in his 80s and he's, you know, he is the guy who got us all thinking about working on our business rather than in our business. And he's been doing this for 40 odd years, I think maybe more. He's written 29 books and he's releasing his new e-myth book soon. Because of how in demand he is, I was only able to ask him five questions because that was all the time that we had. So what we're doing is we're just cutting that in at the moment because I didn't want to just give you a 12 minute audio on the five questions. So I'm going to do a bit of research. I'm going to bring some of my own knowledge in and some of the stuff I've learned from Michael and we're going to edit that in together. So that is definitely coming soon. So you don't need to message me about that anymore because I've been answering hundreds of messages about that. On the 22nd of December, I'm going to see Richard Reed to do the podcast, who, of course, created the Innocent Smoothie brand, sold it to Coca-Cola. He's just released his new book, which I'm going to dig into, so that's exciting. I'm flying to Geneva uh, next week to Labrassus to interview the CEO of Odomar's Piguet, and I've got a couple of really other amazing guests coming up soon. So stay with me. They're coming soon. Make sure as soon as the episodes come out on the Monday and the Friday, you know, get them immediately, listen to them. Please share them. The more we share the podcast and the more subscribers we get, the easier it's going to be to pull in the really big names. You know, as long as we help each other grow this community, because this isn't just about me, this is about you, I will never put ads on this or charge for this podcast. All right, and if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.